0: What I suggest to the people is to actually understand that sometimes is enough to change the mindset, because at the end, what we really needed is motivation. And motivation is based on mastery, autonomy, and purpose. So if we have no these three things in place, we never get motivated.
1: Welcome to the Product Agility Podcast, the missing link between agile and product. The purpose of this podcast is to share practical tips, strategies, and stories from world-class thought leaders and practitioners. Why, I hear you ask, well, I want to increase your knowledge and your motivation to experiment so that together we can create ever more successful products. My name is Ben Maynard, and I'm your host, what has driven me for the last decade To bridge the gap between agility and product is a deep-rooted belief that people and products evolving together can achieve mutual excellence. And here we are for a bonus episode on a Monday night. This is going to be episode 3 of 3 with Fabrizio Barrico, expert facilitator, who in previous episodes has told us about the origins of LEGO Serious Play and the power of building 3D metaphors with our hands. And today, in this bonus episode, we're going to get practical and insightful. What I love about Fabrizio is that he believes anyone can be a facilitator regardless of their role. So get ready to uncover Fabrizio's most prized tools and techniques. From unconventional approaches for better meetings to unlocking change, we're going to be covering it all. So sit tight and enjoy this bonus episode. Welcome back listeners, watchers and Fabrizio. We are here for episode three of three. We have explored all manner of things around Lego Serious Play over the last two episodes. We've looked at where Lego Serious Play came from. This in episode one. In episode two, we took a slightly different approach and we've heard some stories about where Lego Serious Play has worked. Avenues around the whole concept of building D metaphors with our hands. Now we find ourselves coming back for the third and final episode and this one will be a little bit shorter. Yeah. We're running out of time. I want to squeeze in one more for you all, where I would hope that we can keep this as practically useful as possible. Where between Fabrizio, more Fabrizio than me, as a guest, I will chip in where I feel as necessary. Going to go into some real practical tools and tips when it comes to perhaps not only Lego serious play, but all manner of facilitation. So Fabrizio, welcome back. It's awesome to have you here for a third episode. Thank you. Now If you want to learn more about Fabrizio, there are his details in the show notes and you can hear his introduction in episode one. But let's crack straight on with it. Fabrizio, if we're going to keep this practical and talk about tools and tips, techniques, what would you say are your most prized and cherished tools or tips in your toolbox when
0: it comes to facilitation? I think that one of the things I learned is that you can facilitate anything, and you don't need to be a facilitator. If you are a facilitator, it's better that you prepare yourself. And there are very good courses, but the University of Facilitation is a training, uh, foundation training in Lego series play with the Association of Master Trainers. But sometimes you can use some facilitation technique into a normal meeting. One of the There are two devils into a meeting. The starting point and the ending point. The starting point is that you normally call up into a meeting. There is either a problem or something that needs a solution. And instead of focusing on the solution, normally someone arrives with a pre-done solution and say, okay, what we can do? I think we can do this. And everybody go beyond them because it's easier. No, you don't have to risk anything. What I suggest is that even if you don't have Post-it, for sure you have a piece of paper and pen. Otherwise, you can even do with the computers, but (laughs) let's make it easier, okay? So (laughs) you can always say to, to the people, say, okay, let's invest five minutes in order to have more options on the table before we start to, to follow the one that seems to be the right solution. So you take a piece of paper, you place it on a, in front of any anybody, and say, okay, in one minute each one write down the best solution he has in mind now. Okay? Then after a minute, you just pass the paper to someone to the left or right. It's the same thing. And then say, okay, another minutes for another idea, maybe inspired by the one that you receive, or maybe not. And you do it for minimum three, no more than five. Okay. Mm-hmm. At the end, you're going to have, if you are five people, 15 ideas, you can choose it. That's facilitation. But that's is a good, a better starting point of a normal meeting.
1: I thought you were going to say something really outlandish, <laughs> like you get them, you get them to write it all down, and then you just screw it up, <laughs> throw it away, and say yes, and there we're going to we're going to start from a different perspective. But no, maybe yeah, that absolutely, outwork, <laughs> <a bit. laughs> yeah, great ideas. We're going to throw those away. We're going to start again. I really like that. It's not a technique. It does remind me of a game which is played in schools um, okay well, at least it used to be like when I was younger I never did it because I didn't have many friends
0: yeah
1: I went for everyone to say oh Ben don't said so I, I didn't have friends I just didn't really like go to school yeah. much or another day but there was a game that people used to play where people would write down the line of a story and then pass it on to the next person yeah. to write the next line of a story and then it would get passed around and it's this ridiculous story that was built up all these different ideas I wonder if maybe maybe that's a interesting warm-up warm activity to get people to write the story of their company or yeah. their company as it goes into the future by each contributing their own line
0: to the story. Absolutely. It, it could like, be a new tool, Ben. You actually build certain things. We, we have it in Italy too. Who is she? Who yeah. is him? What they're saying? What's saying the people? Yeah. Something like that. Okay. Now, the other devil is at the end of the meeting. Yeah. When it's clear to everybody that nobody knows what had been decided. (laughs) (laughs) So five minutes to understand what's going on can be easily done. And I employ uh, a small piece of lighting decision gem. And a small piece of Alberto Savoia prototyping. So we're talking about two different pieces. For sure, someone knows what has been decided. Okay? And then you take what has been decided and you produce a three-step actionable plan. So we're talking about three implementation steps we decided to prepare an offering for our client based on minimum viable product, okay? Mm -hmm. So you just ask, okay, what we need to do first? First, we need to probably list the minimum thing that should be placed into the offering. Hmm. Okay, and then when we have this list, we pack it and we place the price on it perfect and then we write down the proposal and send it via email that's good now how can we measure that we did the right thing that it was a success if you answered hmm, how much normally we normally answer after one week, okay, at least we get an answer enough of the time. means that we have been successful. Okay? An easy plan, an easy key metrics that's allowed to be very specific, and it's also easy to understand who is doing what. So we end up from the meeting in a very Easy way. There are obviously other kind of read exercise that can be done. For example, the what, so what, now what, liberating structures is a very good one. You just invest fifteen minutes, twenty minutes to have a list of data that had been done, the meaning of that data, and the action that we're supposed to do. But the idea is to become practical, to use all these little tiny tools when it's needed. You don't need to actually yeah. become a facilitator or call for a different meeting because it would be unpractical.
1: Un- un- I think this is one of the misconceptions, perhaps, around facilitation, is that people think it has to be done by a facilitator, like a dedicated role, and sometimes actually a lot of the goals which we as people that support people on these processes should have is to imbue and to transfer some of these skills over to them so that they can do it themselves yeah. a sign of a great team coach facilitator is one which actually leaves the team more competent than they were before so they're not after their own performance and their own process and evolve it in their own way rather than wait for the intervention maybe only bring you in for the bigger ticket yeah time in my life where i was a scrum master for a team and one of my fellow scrum masters asked me to help out of his team and i ran a retrospective using lego now it's always bugged me i'm pretty sure I stole this from somebody i'm not sure who i stole it from i asked each team member then to take six bricks one brick for, or one piece of Lego, didn't have to be a brick, it could be anything. That was a bag that I had to create a model which represents to then ask questions and interrogate in some way the model and ask questions about it. So, not talking about what was going on. And I found that a big challenge, not having them go into the details and say, it was this person, it was that person. I really tried to keep the model and to take the conversation. Did my, I got them through the conversation. And then the re- that middle bit's a little bit hazy, but at the end, I do recall them saying, Now, can you take your six bricks and then collect them? and then have them work together to create a 3D metaphor for how they wanted the next brick? And they really enjoyed it. Now, I can't say that it it solved the, all the problems they were having as a group, but I think it did enable them to talk more freely about some of the things that were going on for them. So that that process. As I said, I don't know how much of it I made up or how much of it I stole. But is that familiar? Is that similar to anything that you...
0: it's actually a way to not using the problem-solving metaphor. The centrifugal force. You really want to uh, (laughs) run away from problems using the solution as a rocket. Okay?
1: (laughs) I love that. I love that. That's pretty so you wanna run away from the problem
0: just by using the solution as a rocket. Well, you use the centripetal force or what we as what is our aspiration, what we want to achieve. Okay? So that's allow us to actually we all wanted to go there. It's an attraction. And that's much allow us to discuss things in a deeper way or to actually talk about things that will prevent us to reach there in a more authentic way, let's put it this way. So when you ask, for example, to build share a share model of what they wanted to do, and then, first of all, they are not anymore one brick, one person. They are six bricks, six persons. So each one can act on two different things, and soon the bricks change their meaning. That is it's a good way to actually make they think in terms of transformation rather than in terms of obstacle.
1: Lovely. That's
0: brilliant. And that's exactly what, for example, some people don't even know about and don't even think about. It's when, for example, in the sign thinking, you use the HMW. Why use HMW? Because rather than focusing on the obstacle, you focus on what the obstacle prevents you to achieve. So when you look at the achievement, you're already thinking about the solution. So for
1: those people that aren't familiar, HMW stands for? Sorry.
0: How might we? And why we use how might we? how because we don't have the solution as yet might because there are different path to the solution different right answers <laughs> mm-hmm. yes we because we need we need it to solve it together it's not the boss it's up to us beautiful
1: and i think this is where the agile world has got a lot to learn. I think from a lot of from design thinking from the product community, I think there's so much useful stuff out there, which, and I say this, maybe Andrew Ward hasn't got a lot to learn in respect to this. Maybe it was just me. Maybe it was just me throwing a lot of this out when I was in a different point in my career because I did didn't I was educated by a certain person. Greg, he helped me understand the benefit of things like design sprints. And yeah, and a lot of the things that come from the product community. So it's really refreshing. Fabrizio, to spend this time with you, having a good dose of Lego inspiration, a good dose of design thinking inspiration, but also with a nicer scattering Mm on top of Agile. I know that we are coming to the end of our allotted time, and I wanted to give you an opportunity, Fabrizio, to share or sell, plug anything that you have got on offer, which you think people. Might be interested in looking at Fabrizio. Is there anything you'd like to tell our listeners about? Um, How they can learn more about you or any courses? I
0: I organize training in each field. I am not myself. For example, in Lego Serious Play, I'm not a trainer, and but I organize, for example, the training with one of the two founders of the methodology. We are lucky enough that they're still alive, so be trained by them. It's an opportunity. I'm organizing the training in Italy for Per Christiansen, but Per is coming in England, and I always suggest to go to Robert Rasmussen and Per Christiansen, not because the other trainer are not good, just because they have invented it, so I have a, mm-hmm. a different look at it. But more than what I do, what I suggest to the people is to actually understand that sometimes it's enough to change the mindset. Because at the end, what we really needed is motivation. And motivation is based on mastery, autonomy, and purpose. So if we have no these three things in place, we never get motivated. And it's quite easy. Some sometimes people talk about resilience. I don't trust in resilience. If you don't like the place you are, just change your place. So true. Easier said than done sometimes yeah. though. And the young uh, generation are teaching us, huh? Uh, the yes. great resignation, silent quitting is a good way to make people understand that they are changing the workplace because they are changing the way they are working
1: so they should mm. so should we all yeah god I felt like I was in an episode of Battlestar Galactica then when I said that okay Fabrizio I am going to be looking up some Lego Serious play training courses and me, my friend one of my business partners a guy called Chris let's say his full name so you can all stalk him to Cheryl Ambus a good friend of mine they are looking to get ourselves on something, some Lego Series Play training. So I'll check it out and maybe talk offline and you can help me uh, figure as we go on. but uh, Fabrizio, thank you so much for spending all of this time to share your experience, your expertise, your insights with myself and everyone that's listening. We are going to bring this to a close. Unless, Fabrizio, there is anything else as a final word
0: you'd like to share that I really enjoy very much. And I hope to start playing a little bit also in UK so that we meet face-to-face.
1: Oh, I, I'm up for coming to Italy. Oh. I've got nothing, I've, like, there's nothing. There's nothing wrong with coming to Italy. I hear it's quite nice. Okay. <laughs> <Don't
0: you very laughs>
1: Maybe. yes. Yeah, Fabrizio, one, one day we shall meet and have a, yeah. I'm assuming you're, you're, you're a glass of wine. Yeah, absolutely. I look forward to that day and everyone thank you very much for listening if anyone who's listening would like to take me and Fabrizio out for dinner please do uh, do contact me via the, uh, the podcast website thank you very much everyone thank you again Fabrizio and until next time thank you for joining us on this episode of the product agility podcast and for listening to all of Fabrizio's episodes Fabrizio has taught me a lot about how to unlock potential the power of pen and paper how we can generate more options how any of us be a facilitator regardless of our roller experience it just takes motivation and cultivating the right environment so i hope that you've really enjoyed these episodes with him later on this week we are joined by tammy reese one of the world's best known and for me personally most insightful product thinkers out there in the industry today so make sure you don't miss it subscribe to us on your platform of choice And we look forward to welcoming you back in a few days time. I've been Ben Maynard and thank you for listening to the Product Agility Podcast.